Hello, and welcome to episode 106 of the Colby Cast, your place for community and conversation about pop culture and storytelling. On this episode, Caleb, Luke, and I are back, reunited, and it feels so good, right? And the first time in a couple episodes, uh, the three of us, the three-headed Hydra monster is back. Uh, Welcome back to the two of you. Hi, Luke. Hi. Hi, Caleb. Hello. So in honor of John Wick 4 becoming available, dropping, as they say, on digital for uh, purchase and rental, uh, we're going to talk about the John Wick franchise, all four movies. We're going to knock all four of them out in like 20 minutes because we're just that good. Um, no, not really. Not 20 minutes. But we are going to talk about the franchise. We we all enjoyed uh, John Wick 4. We all enjoy all four of the John Wick movies. Uh, so we thought it would be a perfect time to sit down and have a conversation about the franchise itself, what we like about it, some of our favorite things. We'll, we'll keen in on a little bit of uh, John Wick 4 specifically, and then we'll talk a little bit about the future of the, the franchise going forward. Uh, actually something that I'm looking forward to hearing uh, Luke and Caleb's comments about. So I thought we could start it out a little bit non-spoilery. First, uh, the first first part of this, we're going to go, we're going to talk about these movies in a non-spoiler fashion. In case no one has, in case someone hasn't seen them, that might be thinking about it. Maybe they're on the fence. Um, they aren't for everybody, so we're not assuming everybody has seen them. So we'll start out uh, in that non-spoiler way. So um, just first off, they're very violent uh, and, and they are rated R. They have very strong language. Uh, so if it's something that you haven't really, it hasn't been on your radar, uh, maybe listen to what we have to say about it and then you can make a decision. Maybe we can push it one way or the other. So starting off, Luke, we're going to go with you first. Why, why do we like these movies? Why do we like these John Wick movies? Where do you come from with it? Um, I don't know when the first movie came out, but I know that part of the reason why I liked it was it was just like, it was so cool because it wasn't just like an action thriller spy movie. It was like world building. And I think at first I liked that it was just violence and gore and all that stuff. But as I've gotten older, I think I now appreciate the world building behind it more and how, um, you know, secretive this whole little universe that they're in is in and all the different, um, the different corners of the world that they explore throughout the movies. Um, but it's mostly gunfu is what it's known for. Yeah. And that is the term that they coined when the first movie came out, right? They reinvented or invented a genre of action, like you said, and they called it gunfu, which I think it's, you know, it's pretty amazing, right? The, the things that they do, the choreography that they, that they do in the action sequences to sort of like redefine a part of a genre. You know, you don't see that happen too often. These movies certainly did. For me, one of my favorite things about it is Keanu Reeves. And I, I feel like I'm going to officially kick off the campaign to somehow get the most kind human being on the planet, Keanu Reeves, to come on the Colby cast and talk to us because He's another person we could talk to about hockey, right? Like we, we don't even have to ask him movie questions. We could just sit there and shoot the breeze about hockey. And in fact, we have occupied, occupied a similar space to Keanu Reeves because years ago, 
who was in the ice hockey rink that we were all waiting to play a hockey game for? Mr. Keanu Reeves himself. He was there to watch someone, a young child person, um, playing <laughs> hockey, and we were we were within two, three arms reach from him. And we, you know, we were cool. We were cool about it. We didn't go all starstruck and try to go talk to the man. He was there to watch some hockey. So we just admired him from afar. At least I know I did. Uh, but honestly, he's, he's one of my favorite movie stars. The guy is a super movie star, right? The guy is an A-list, but he also seems to be a kind human being. And he's one of my favorite parts about the John Wick franchise. Uh, and before I throw it over to you, Caleb, just, I, uh, I also agree with you, Luke, about the world building. The whole universe exists because of like the 20 the first 20 minutes of the first movie just the hints that they drop the backstory that we never have seen but we get to see more and more about it's all laid out for us like in the first 20 minutes of the first movie and when it first came out in 2014 people were like what is this movie what is it what is all this stuff that they're talking about that we don't even know or can't see and i think that that was a brilliant place to start this franchise. So Caleb, what about you? Why do we like John Wick movies? I agree with both of your points with the fact that it started at a certain point. I like that it just let the story tell itself and let the world build as the story was told. And I like that because I feel like it'd be so incredibly different if we were meeting John Wick like as like a prequel type of timeline. But to not get into spoilers, Gun Fu is a hilarious name in my opinion. But that's exactly what you get. They don't try these movies don't try and be anything they're not. They don't try and be this super crazy, whatever, like sci-fi type of thing. It's pretty realistic. And thankfully, at least the three of us don't live in a world like that. <laughs> but it's it's crazy <laughs> visuals, it's super cool colors, super cool like shots cut to black stuff like that and just the dedication from top to bottom producers everybody and especially Keanu Reeves I think it makes it that much cooler you don't really hear any like prima donna type people in the franchise because they all just want to be involved and they all want to just they sort of want to just hitch themselves to this cash cow you know it just seems like they haven't had anything missed yet and I don't see them doing that anytime soon. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up the visuals because that's on my list as well. Um, it's very stylistic, very stylized. There's a lot of overhead shots of big cities, and I'm a big fan of those overhead shots. I think I've brought it up before, but there's I didn't realize this until I went back and rewatched one and two, but there's a lot of those shots where they're going over New York city, for example, and you, there's even a part of a car chase where you're seeing it from above. And we'll get into another one of those type shots when we talk about the fourth one, but I love those shots. And then the visuals that you're talking about, even during the fight choreography and the fight scenes more so, I think in the third and fourth, than certainly the first and maybe the second, but the visuals of certain fights where, you know, again, not going into spoilers, but this isn't a spoiler. Um, in the third one, when he's fighting um, a character named Zero and they have glass hallways and mirrors everywhere and lights, neon lights, and there's like a big wall of graphics. Like um, in the set piece, there's just a big wall of like 
high definition shapes and colors and it's just bouncing off of all this glass and you get a few of those and i just think that the visual storytelling behind that and the visual um ways that they set up these scenes are just so cool to look at. And that's really what these movies are, right? It's all about the cool factor. It's not necessarily about, you know, we're not, we're not making high ideas here. We're making a cool action flick and there's certainly room for that. And then the last thing uh, that I'll say before we move on is um, you mentioned Caleb, just the, the attitude of the people that are making these movies. And I just read certain, uh, an article a couple of weeks ago, last week, I'm sorry. Uh, about Chad Stahelski, who is the director of the films, and Keanu Reeves, are literally going to be traveling to Japan. They may be there right now. And the future of the franchise depends on some bottles of whiskey and what they come up with when they're in Japan. If they can come up with some cool ideas that they want to see on film, they're going to keep making these movies. And I don't know, for this type of movie that really knows what it is and it leans into that, that's exactly how they should be making those those movies right those, those those decisions Luke what do you think what do you think about the the possibility of the future of the franchise being um, the being basically hanging in the balance of some whiskey bottles I think it's very um it makes too much sense to not do that you've done why why change up what you've been doing you know I sure you can do a bunch of um, what do you call it when you like interview a bunch of different people to see what they're like, like market testing and stuff like that. Sure, you can do that. Or you can just go get absolutely plastered in a foreign country and figure it out. Lots of good ideas can come from something like that. Why not? And like like we've said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. This has been successful. This is how they've come up with things. Chad Stahelski uh, has said in interviews that almost all of John Wick 4 exists because of ideas that they had that they want to see put on screen and they felt like they had enough for two films but decided to put it into one film and that just means that there must be some other cool things out there for them to go forward so if you're looking for a film franchise that you haven't watched and that you want to spend some time and invest your time watching and you're okay with some pretty graphic violence and bad words do it Watch the John Wilk films because they're in good shape. They're not going away anytime soon. Even aside from a possible John Wick 5, there's still other spinoffs that are going to be coming that we'll get to. But that's enough of the non-spoiler talk. You know, I can't go too long without talking spoilers. So we'll just get right into the spoiler territory. If you haven't seen John Wick 1 through 4, we're going to talk about fighting and chases and opponents and characters and cities and all kinds of stuff. So, um just go watch all four and then come back, I guess, uh, in like eight hours and listen to the rest <laughs> of us, <laughs> of our conversation. Uh, so yeah, so going forward, we'll be, we'll be talking some spoilers. I love talking about some of like my favorites of things. So that's why we're going to sort of structure this, this section of it rather than go into a deep dive of John Wick one, two, and three, we'll save some of the time for John Wick four specifically, but for the first, second and third one, you know, we've got Keanu Reeves playing John Wick. He's a former hitman that is brought out of retirement, essentially, because some thug who doesn't know who he is kills his dog and steals his car. And it was the dog that his wife had given to him and his wife had died days before 
all this had happened. This kicks off a series of events that leads to international action and fighting and John Wick taking on the the massive organization called the High Table in this world. So that's it. That's the premise. And it's what more do you need, right? let's let's throw in some cool action fights and some car chase scenes and some fun wink and nod dialogue and let's do it that is the formula for john wick movies and obviously we're here for it so luke let's get into our favorites and i'm going to go right off the bat because the fight scenes in this in these movies are in, are insane it's up to you. You can include John Wick 4 in this or not, but let's, you know, it's up to you. One, two, three, and four, or just one, two, three. What What is your favorite fight scene in these movies? Um, are we talking about like fighting just like sequence, like the John Wick versus one guy or like, yes, they have some pretty long fight scenes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, the way that you know, as we see, there's like there's a there's a big boss, but then there's always like the the muscle for the big boss, yeah. And he always has these you know close quarters, hand to hand fight scenes with an individual, uh, and it seems like there's a very specific one in each film. So of those, uh, and if you want um, if you want a refresher, I can tell you. In the first one, it was Perkins, Adrian Pilecki, who was in Agents of, F- of Shield. You had Common in the second one, which was Cassian. Uh, Zero, uh, from who worked for the adju- the adjudicator in the high table, and then Kane in the fourth one. Um, Zero was the sushi chef, right? And then Kane mm-hmm. was uh, Donnie Yen. So, of basically of those, which one stood out to you? Which was your favorite one to watch? I gotta go with Zero because it was, um, I think it was the most visually pleasing of any of them all the stuff with the glass and the mirrors and the zero disappearing and then coming back and then John wick doing the same. It was, I think that one was probably my favorite. The visuals in that are insane. And then of course you have the guys from the force awakens, uh, that are there too, that he sort of, it's almost like that fight reminds me of a video game, right? You have to keep going through levels and then you just get to the big boss and it happens to be zero. And I had trouble. I didn't pick that one. I had trouble not picking it, but that was close for me. My favorite one was in John wick two, where he fought Cassian, uh, who was played by common for, I just felt like that was like a mirror image because they had such similar fighting styles and it went like on and on and on. It, it went, they were on a train. Yeah. I think it ends on a train. They're in a train station. They're going through the streets. It just, I, I loved what common and, and common was like, he was just so cool about it. He didn't ever, fe- he didn't, he didn't feel like he was working hard and he really felt like a threat to John wick from me. So I, I'm going to go with, uh, with that one in the, in John wick too. How about you, Caleb? That that fight scene, both of those, I'm just going to jump on the piggybacks of those uh, for a second, because in the common fight, there as much as you can be in a rated R movie with guns and lots of violence and killing each other, they're like trying to be discreet about it. They don't want the public to be like scared <laughs> or endangered. Yeah. They're just trying to kill each other and don't want anybody catching any strays. And I think that's fantastic. And like you said, they're such a well- put together fight and it doesn't come across as choreography which is one of my biggest pet peeves in fight scenes it's like okay this could this is supposed to look like a fight but you're very obviously dancing 
and throwing things at each other to make it look like a fight <laughs> in the movie. But for this one, with the common fight, and most of John Wick in general, you don't really get that. And that's one of my favorite things about it. I think one of my favorite slash underrated fight scenes was in the uh, the third movie, chapter three, whatever they call it. And he's fighting Boban, <laughs> the NBA player with the giant yeah. hands. And he's like, fighting is it the one in the boy. library? Yeah. Yeah. And then that spins off into one of my favorite scenes of all of the franchise. And that's that like, he's like, it's like a, a high speed pursuit through New York city. And then they somehow end up in like horse stables and he starts using yes. the horses as like, he's not using them as a shield. Cause he's very obviously doing all of this to protect animals. He's not going to just kill another animal for the sake of it, but <laughs> he's so definitely true. using the horses to his advantage. And I think it's so unique and so funny, but also not funny in like a haha way, but like in a surprised, I'm not expecting to see horses using in a gunfight in a John Wick movie, you know? Yeah. And they're always so sensitive to make sure that we know that the animals are okay. That's one of the things that I love most about it is because the whole thing hinges on uh, an animal who is mistreated. That's the only animal, ironically, that I can remember suffering any type of damage or or mistreatment. Um, of course, one of them had to to kick off the whole series of events. But you're, the scene that you're talking about with the horses, two things. Number one, they make sure that they're okay, like I say. And then the second thing is it shows how absolutely over the top and ridiculous the physics are in this universe because he's smacking horses and making them (laughs) kick people right in the face that I'm not sure if those people ended up getting up, but um, I think maybe one of them did because he goes back and has to finish the job with a gun or something. And another reason I'm glad that you brought up the horses is because it leads me to my next question, which is favorite chase scene. There are horses involved, uh, and that's not the only thing. So, Luke, what is your favorite chase scene in this franchise? That's rough. Um, I think I got to go with... uh, Hmm. See, I want to go with the horses and the motorcycle in the city in the second one. It's hard not to. Um, But... I just love the uh, the beginning of the first. It's I think like right at the beginning where he gets his new car, like when he breaks into that place, kills all those people, takes his car back, and it's even before the motorcycle stuff, where he's like I think he kills somebody with a door or something, and like he <laughs> steals his car back just for it to get destroyed. But that whole scene's so cool, just because in the beginning they keep talking about like. Um, it, there's a phone call and the guy's saying like, wait, what do you mean you did that? Why yeah. would you do that to John Wick? And he's like, you have no idea who you're dealing with, yada, yada, yada. And then John Wick shows up, takes back his car. And I think just the the fact that it's like he's such a – his car is exactly who he is as a person. Like he's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's agile. And then he starts using his car as like an extension of his body when he's fighting. And it's crazy. It is crazy. And the, the chase scene that you're referring to is, is the beginning of John Wick 2 because he goes, he finishes off the, um, the, 
basically the the reason he's after everybody in the first film he he basically kills everybody but then he goes and he wants to get his car back and that's where the second film kicks off it's like literally uh, only a few minutes have passed from one to the other and yeah i enjoy that one as well but i I gotta go with you know like ninjas on motorcycles and all the chase scenes just sort of blend together and i think that's from the third one when he's uh when they have people on motorcycles and they're just you're right yeah yeah, you're right. yeah they're just swinging samurai swords at each other uh indiscriminately and he of course guns are involved and he's using i think he he uses somebody maybe an arm or a leg or something to like to jam a wheel with uh, uh for another motorcycle and it just sends the guy airborne and people are riding two at a time frontwards backwards and they're just going high speed down like the Brooklyn bridge and visually it's just so thrilling. Um, and it's, it's so much of it is real. I'm sort of like hedging my bets here because I think really my favorite, I'm not sure it's a chase scene, but I guess it could be is what takes place in Paris, uh, in John wick four around the Arc de triumph, because that knowing that they filmed all these things pretty much, um, without CGI or very limited CGI is one of the things that makes this so impressive to me. The things that they're doing are actually people on these high moving vehicles. It's like movie magic of old time where they have to sort of manipulate the the craft to make it look cool. Uh, But yeah, the the ninjas on motorcycles is always going to be one of my favorite. Caleb, how about you? Yeah, I am starting to realize that the third John Wick movie might be my favorite John Wick movie, which is impressive. Oh, interesting. Itself, uh, interesting. Because in preparation for this episode, I was like, which movie was this one in? And then it just happened to be all of them in the third movie. So I tried to be different. I'm taking it back to the original John, John Wick movie where he's chasing down the Game of Thrones guy who stole his car and killed his dog. He's chasing him through the nightclub and he's doing the chasing which in the other movies, he tends to be chased a lot, right? That's so true, yeah. him being Baba Yaga, which I think is so, so cool. It sounds funny, but the lore around it in all of the films is amazing. Easily my favorite part of all of the films is just the lore around Bab- Baba Yaga. Just that name and him yep. being able to build it for himself. But he's chasing down this guy. There's... It's, I think it's called like the Red Circle or, or the Red Light Nightclub, something yep. like that. It's the Red and, Circle. Okay, Red Circle. And he's chasing down this one guy, and he's killing anybody he needs to to get to this one guy. He doesn't kill innocent people. He doesn't kill people who just get in his way. He does, They do a good job of showing, okay, John Wick is killing the guy who's protecting the bad guy or the, the people who are trying to hurt him, that type of thing. And just having them have that like underwater gunfight where you see the the bullets moving in like anti-physics ways. I don't even know how to call it. I think it's so, again, unique and can only be an idea you find at the bottom of a whiskey bottle. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's see what bullets do when you fire them underwater. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was the, cities have a lot to do with this with this uh this franchise too now not necessarily the first the first two because that takes place pretty much in new jersey and new york but then once the 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 ramifications of the second one start to really blow up 
and I guess you can, uh, you know, they do they do travel overseas in the second one as well. I believe it's Italy, I think, because he has to go uh, and he's he's forced to um, redeem a marker that he gave to uh, his name is um, Santino D'Antonio and Santino wants John Wick to go kill his sister because he wants a seat at the high table. So this takes him overseas. Then that's when everything blows up because then he, you know, he kills a member of the high table and so on and so forth. We're, we're getting into the weeds, but the whole point is, is that they start to globe hop or, or city hop around uh, in this, in this franchise. So I wonder, is there a setting or a city that sticks out to you guys more than any others? Um, so in essence, what was your favorite city in these films? Luke, let's go. with. I don't story. know what city they were in exactly in the fourth one but it was when they was when they were in japan i don't know if it was tokyo oh um, yeah but when they were in japan in the fourth one where they went to um the what's the name of those hotels the continental um, yeah i believe it's osaka in japan. i think it's osaka they're in osaka yeah and that one is uh i think that's probably my favorite just because you know you you don't really see a ton of the city outside of um the continental but the visuals there, I think, are the best of any of the movies. Yeah, I it, like you said, it's hard to say which one is my favorite. It um, it's easier to say which one's not the favorite, <laughs> but I'm not even going to go there. I think the entire like Egypt Halle Berry inclusion is easily one of my favorite, but it's hard not to just go with New York. Because you see New York is a super busy place in real life and all of these enigma type things that happen and then you throw John Wick into it. And I could totally see that type of world being alive and well in New York. And they just do such a good job of including that as like a an additional layer of the layers of, that already exist in New York. I. You- I agree with you. I'm going to go with New York as well. And there's so many, it's, it's hard to not pick Paris for me um, because I just love that whole chase scene and the, the whole DJ scene where they're playing different songs as more and more assassins just come out of nowhere. Um, but New York and it's all, it's where it all started. And Caleb, to your point, I agree. Uh, the homeless people are in on this, in this world, right. And all the, the nerve center of everything is in this world and it's all in New York. So, um, plus the Bowery King is in New York and I just love the fact that they brought Lawrence Fishburne back in to with, uh, Keanu Reeves to have a matrix type of, uh, re, uh, reu- reunification for lack of a better phrase. Uh, and I love <laughs> the role that he plays and that's in New York. So yeah, New York is, is a, is the one for me. All right. So last one of our favorites before we get on to uh, John wick four specifically, and a little bit of the future of the franchise. Um, simply what's uh, your favorite character? Who do you like the most in all four of these films? Luke. I got to go John Wick. I mean, there's a lot of different cool people, but you know, the this isn't a Star Wars where it's like if your favorite character is someone other than Luke Skywalker, I get it, but I just I I can't pick anybody other than John Wick because he's such um 
he's such a persistent guy and he never crosses any lines that he won't that he's drawn before he gets there but he also is uh very vengeful but he ultimately does his best to do the right thing and i think um his like he reminds me so much of batman just because he's like always angry and grimacing um but he i think he has a little bit more personality and nobody really hates him everybody respects him and he sort of just goes about his business without talking too much and he just gets it done you know caleb absolutely absolutely this is like you said you you have the title named john wick so you have to make him the best but my favorite and r.i.p to lance reddick but my favorite character is absolutely how do you pronounce his name sharon 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 i believe yeah yeah he's so cool and he's he's similar to john wick where none of this is personal to him until you make it personal like it's just a job that he takes very seriously and he's a concierge of the continental hotel so concierge might not be like highly touted job in real life but i think they're really cool in general now you add the this layer of this lore and he is pretty much like the bodyguard to the whole hotel he makes sure everything's running correctly he makes sure he probably has connections up the wazoo for weapons and everything you ever need for these i don't know what else they're like more real life mandalorians because they always need their (laughs) weapons and they always have these cool trinkets um, and there we go, making everything a comparison to Star Wars. Star Wars, but he's just so cool, so calm and collected. And I don't know. With with the passing of Lance Reddick, I'm curious to know what they'll do um, going forward with anything they bring up with him. Yeah, and actually, uh, just to sort of skip ahead to uh, something, the future of the uh, of the franchise but there's a movie that will be coming out in 2024 it's called ballerina and it takes place before john wick 4 and uh not only will john wick be in it but so will sharon so lance reddick filmed scenes for that so i believe he he's he's in there so there will be more and then of course um spoiler for john wick 4 of course we're in the spoiler area so uh, just a double spoiler alert you know i was sort of shocked that they killed his character in the yeah. in the franchise and you know his real life death happened so closely to the release of john wick 4 you know i don't know that they would have made any changes if they even wanted to but um you know going forward of course that character is not going to have a part to play in in any potential uh films but i'm glad you mentioned sharon luke i'm glad you mentioned um john wick specifically because I, I could have gone with either one of them. The The quote that I love so much about John Wick, and it really, it defines who he is as a character going through the, all four movies. And it comes from the first film. And it really comes from the first 30 minutes of it when the father is telling his son what he ended up, what he just did and who John Wick is. He says he's a man of focus, commitment, and sheer will. And if that's not a definition of who john wick and and the unstoppable force of nature that he is um i don't know what is but that's just great writing and planning 
So my favorite character that I'm going to give, uh, because you guys brought up two excellent ones, uh, is Winston. And it's because of some of the reasons that you guys gave. He's been in this game probably even longer than uh, than John Wick. And I love the fact that he calls him Jonathan. He's like the only one that calls him <laughs> Jonathan. Uh, he obviously has known him for a long time. And, you know, I just think he's an excellent manager. That That's what it boils down to. He he. Imagine this guy's life. He has to live and manage this whole continental fiasco where he's got people breaking rules and these basically killers surrounding him all the time. Plus the scene where him, where, where uh, John, uh, John wick and Sharon are taking on the high tables army basically. And he's just kicking back in his vault with the dog just sipping on some cognac or something. I don't know what he's drinking, but you know, that's, you know, he's seen this before. He's a guy that has, uh, you know, he doesn't have to act like he's been there. He's been there. So I like Winston and I like that he is, um, layered and has depth. Uh, you, you think that he kills John wick, but he doesn't, and he's doing it on purpose. So, you know, he's a a good chess player. I like him, but from your face, I can tell you don't. So why why don't you like Winston? (laughs) He's a good chess player as long as he's putting moves to put himself in the king and the queen spot, depending on who you value the most. Yeah, he, yeah, you're right. He doesn't seem like he's super loyal either. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's that's it for our favorites. But I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on John Wick Four specifically because it is the newest one, and uh, you know, basically overall, what did you guys think of this movie? Is it? it do you think it's the last one? Um, I'm going to save a question for later, but you guys are probably know, already know what I'm going to ask, but I'm not going to ask it quite yet. Uh, just give me your <laughs> overall thoughts, some of your highlights, some of the things that you like specifically about John Wick 4. Luke, let's, uh, let's start with you. I honestly, it was okay. I, I think it was the weakest of the four. Um, Interesting. I didn't, I enjoyed it. I'll probably go back and watch it, but I never thought I'd say this, but I sort of got tired of the action. And I think this goes back to me um, liking the lore and the world building more than, you know, just the fighting itself. But, um, you know, it, John Wick 4 really seemed like the movie where they just said, you know what, let's, let's do all of the action as much as we can. Let's fit it all in as quickly as we can. And that's not a bad thing. Um, but I feel like, especially at the beginning, um, they were, um, like when they got to Osaka, I was like, okay, we can finally take a breath now. Right. Um, you know, the action's going to pick up of course, but I got a little tired of it. And I wanted to hear a little bit more dialogue because as good as the action is, I feel like the writing and the dialogue is equally as good. I think those are really valid points, and it's interesting that you bring it up. I, I don't necessarily feel the same way, but I see what you're saying. Um, there, this one is, to say that a John Wick film is heavy in action sort of seems weird because like that's that's the whole thing. But if you do line it up against the rest of them, this one really blows the other ones out of the water. It, it seemed like it had action set piece after action set piece. And I'm there for all of them. I enjoyed them, especially the Osaka, Osaka uh, Continental. I thought that the visuals there were so cool and the choreography and the fighting was awesome. Um, but I see what you're saying because it did do it as a, you know, by sacrificing the rest of the background stuff that we 
all love so much about it. But then at the same time, you get to the fourth one, you got to ask yourself, like, what's left of this world that we haven't seen yet? Because he's so basically much. gone through. You think so? Because it yeah. seems like John has just gone through and like torn up every department of it. You, you feel like there's more to see? I think, what is his name? The Marquis? Yeah, the Marquis. Uh-huh. Great I don't have his full name written down. but That's okay. Oh, I'm going to try and pronounce it. Great performance on his behalf. I think he's there to try and make it seem like the high table and all of those guys are still doing well. But John Wick knows that he's run through a lot of people and they're still trying to get him done. But there's just so much that doesn't have to be explored at that high of a level. Go down to the underground king and all of those people. There's still so much left in that. So I don't want to hijack, but I'll just that's that's my opinion. Please continue. No, keep going. I, I love the train of thought that you're on. So go ahead and write it. I don't want to learn any more about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my opinion. I want the John Wick stories to end at four because if he, major spoiler again, if he is actually dead at the end of it and they continued about it without him, they're no longer called, called John Wick movies. He's finally at peace and they've told him over and over and over again, you're never getting out of this game. You don't just retire. So the only way to get out of the game was to die. He's done that. Let him rest in peace and don't come up with some revival that he's no longer actually dead or whatever it is. Um, So I would be happy if it ended. I would be a little disappointed to have seen the entirety of the fourth movie because I feel similarly to Luke where it's, it's reminded me of Barney Stinson's Get Hype Mix. He says the best <laughs> Get Hype Mixes are all rise and no fall, right? It was just action after 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 action, <laughs> after action <laughs> in John Wick 4 that like Luke, I was like, okay, let's get a little bit more story. But I also understand why it was all action the whole time. So that's me justifying it. But because I'm in the same boat as Luke, where I just want to learn more about all of this crazy, crazy, crazy world. Um, John Wick 4 was not a letdown because it's still enjoyable. But as I mentioned before, I think John Wick 3 was so high on my level for me um, that John Wick 4 didn't have that same uh, enjoyment. I I like the fact that you brought up John Wick 3 juxtaposed against John Wick 4 because the ending of John Wick 3 sort of makes you feel like, okay, well, what is there left for yeah. John Wick? I mean, he he literally finds like a guy in the or is found by a guy in the desert who is almost seems like this godlike character who controls the high table. Um, and then he chops off his finger and says, okay, you're, you're good. You're no longer excommunicado. You know, that could have been a place where they, where they ended the, the film, you know, at the end of John Wick three, I don't mean in that scene, but you could have, he could have walked away, right? He could have, but by this time now, you know, you know, we had a whole ending with, um, the Bowery King and, and Winston, you know, seemingly killing him at the end. Uh, and then, of course, that leads us into the fourth one. Um, but one of the reasons why um, I, I sort of see what you're saying as far as more to learn and more to see is the character of Kane, played by Donnie Yen, 
and he was a highlight for me for John for John Wick Four because he's a perfect example of another character that they introduced with this entire life of backstory that we know nothing about. And the post credit scene, if you didn't stay, go rent it and watch the post credit scene, <laughs> or um, just be a, a quick witted internet baby and just look it up on YouTube. Don't spend any. Oh money. yes, that that's also a thing too. Um, <laughs> But the but that post credit scene clearly shows that there could be more story to tell if you wanted to branch off into that character's life, uh, yeah. because there's no way he's dead. There's no way. There's no way he's dead. Um, I loved Donnie Yen's character. I thought he, he was some of my favorite parts of it. The the fight scene where he's putting like things almost like uh, crosshair in the Bad Batch, where he's putting things on walls, yeah. and I'm just like, what is this guy doing? what are these things? And then the people that are sort of basically all they're doing is like tripping off the, the entrance bell to a Seven Eleven, right? It's just a ding dong, but he knows right where they are and he knows where to go after him. I thought it was such a cool idea and, and great, well executed. But my favorite part of that whole movie was the overhead shot where they have that like sparky shotgun. I don't remember what they called it, but they go to <laughs> this overhead shot of, John Wick just going from room to room or being pursued from room to room. And we get to see that fight from overhead. Oh gosh. It was, it was wonderful. I it was, pretty cool. was just eating that whole part up and just loved it. So um, yeah, so we'll go ahead and that, that's, that's my thoughts on John Wick for uh, enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as a part of the series and I recommend anybody go out and check it out. Yeah, you had something you want to say, Caleb? Yeah, I, date a dog lover you guys know that Brittany <laughs> refuses to watch these movies and it's because she will go and if she catches wind of a dog being in the movie doesn't matter she will go to does the dog which is a real thing not a promo not an ad just tells you what happens to the dog and because of this entire franchise being spent spun off of the back of the puppy murder um she won't watch it. <laughs> so anybody who shares a similar feeling for anything, this is a free promo. You can hit us up in the DMs later for anything else. But does the dog die.com. It does more than just that, but it tells you certain things that if that is a, a non what non sequitur for you to watch it, there it is. What a wonderful service that they're providing to humanity. You know, that yep. way nobody's triggered or broadsided by uh, blindsided by something that they don't want to see. So um, I'd like to know, do they cover all animals or is it just dogs on that website? I haven't looked um, into it too much, but it currently says tracking 140 plus characters or categories. Sorry. And then it says certain characters and other categories for other probably triggers for a lot of people. Interesting. All right. Any final thoughts on John Wick 4 before we finish off with the uh, future of the John Wick franchise? Nope. Good? Very good. So coming up this year is a mini series called The Continental. It's going to be on Peacock. We've not paid by Peacock, so I'm just trying to give you guys the facts. But <laughs> I believe <laughs> I believe it's a three-episode uh, mini series about the continental and it takes place in the seventies and it's the continental, I believe in New York. So it is in the lineage of John wick. It's not like some continental that we haven't 
um, been introduced yet to, but no, it's the one in New York. Uh, so look out for that. I believe a trailer dropped, uh, within the last month or so of that and, you know, it takes place in the seventies. So it's got that seventies aesthetic and, uh, looks, looks intriguing to me. I'm going to be there to watch it. And then going forward in 2024, we already mentioned ballerina, which takes, uh, which centers around the scene where John Wick goes to get a ticket punched i believe in uh, john wick three and he has to go to a member of his old family uh and he walks into basically uh like a theater and there's a ballerina um practicing or rehearsing there on stage and he goes to talk to a lady that's in the audience and the movie is about that ballerina that character and it's played that's by anna cool. de Armas. yeah Whoa. and it does take place between uh john wick three and four so, like I said before, we do get a, a, a view of uh, John Wick again and Sharon. So uh, I don't know exactly when that's coming out, and I don't believe there's any trailer for it, but it is on its way. So look out for those things. And that's going to do it. Unless you guys I have like any last things about thoughts on those two properties? Sort of. A, I don't even know if it's related, um, but I watched Sisu. Um, oh, I yeah. don't know if it's oh, by right. the same people. Is it by it the is. same people? I think it's produced yeah, by the same, same people who produce John Wick. Yeah. It's good. It's pretty good. Um, I'd say it's probably about. I think it's a little bit better than John Wick Four. I don't think it's better uh, than One, Two, or Three. Um, but it, it's different. It's definitely different. Um, the main character. I think he only says a few words throughout the entire movie. <laughs> Um, but that's yeah, like it's, a uh, John it's Wick. Cool. That's like John Wick over old timey gold, right? Um, yeah, he's a. I, I forgot what they call him, but basically, in Finnish, it means the immortal. And he just refuses to die, and he's he's basically like old John Wick in, um, like nineteen forty five. Was it like Norway or something like that? Where do you know where it takes place? Uh, Finland. Oh, Finland. Okay. Excellent. Well, thanks for the heads up. I remember seeing that trailer when we went to go see John Wick 4 and being like, wait a minute, what? And it makes total sense that it's produced by the same studio. Caleb, any final thoughts? I just have a question. What do John Wick and mathematics have in common? Whatever you're going to say, don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Please do. What? They can work out any problem with the pencil. (laughs) (laughs) wasn't as bad as i thought (laughs) love it love it all right well that is going to do it for our conversation about the john wick franchise thank you all for listening and coming along with our silliness uh for caleb and for luke this is colby reminding you to be nice to dogs and don't steal cars you can find the colby cast on twitter and instagram at the colby cast If you're wordy, like me, you can send an email to thecolbycast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the show and leave a review on your favorite podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is not endorsed by anyone or anything for that matter. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Colby cast unless otherwise indicated. That'll do, donkey. That'll do.